everybody, it's Alexander Dahl with Manifest Brutality again. Uh, so for this video I have another interview and so uh, we'll go ahead and get straight into that interview. Alright, bye. Alright, so I'm on the phone with Michael. He's somebody that reached out to me about the current interview series. So I'll go ahead and give him a chance to introduce himself. Hey, what's up everyone? It's Michael Marie. If you want to check me out at Insta, Twittergram, uh, excuse me, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Just go look up at michael.marie20, and you can see all my guitar and other music-related content. Awesome. So uh, why don't you kind of, like, start at the beginning? Like, what made you kind of first identify with music, and, you know, what kind of made you realize that that was something that you wanted to do with your life? So it's going to be kind of like a funny story how I started out. So growing up, I always loved Guitar Hero, and I just loved playing to the different kind of like songs from the 80s and the 90s and just going along with that. And when I was nine years old, I really wanted to start playing an instrument. And I remember Black Friday, my mom and I went to Toys R Us, and I got a first act guitar. And it's just a horrible guitar. It just <laughs> did not sound great. It did not play well without even an amp. But it was my first guitar, and I just started learning the basic things. And it really just skyrocketed from there. I never taken guitar seriously until I'd say about the last three years. But yeah, that Toys R Us Black Friday deal with my first act guitar really started to put an interest in music and guitar playing for myself. Awesome. So did you kind of just keep it to like outside of school and kind of picked it up on your own or did you uh, play in school at all, like in the jazz ensemble or anything? I played different instruments in school. I mainly played drums and mm. it was kind of interesting. It wasn't anything like I specifically enjoyed, but really guitar was just like an after school thing because I was very self-conscious for some reason about playing guitar in front of others. I was mm. fine playing drums. I was fine public speaking, all those kind of things. But for some reason, the guitar kind of was something I kept to myself. And it wasn't until maybe I'd say a year ago that I was like, you know, I want guitar to be more than just in my bedroom playing whatever and just taking lessons weekly and those kind of things. So until now, it's been putting myself out there on the platforms that I'm on and just kind kind of just not being so anxious about those things that I've kept to myself for all these years. Sure. So when you did make that decision to kind of focus more on uh, promoting yourself as a guitarist, uh, what were kind of the first steps aside from creating social media to kind of uh, help you kind of identify the avenue and pathway that you wanted to take with it? The first thing that comes to mind with that is for about a year and a half, my best friend and I had been creating music. He sings, and with some of the songs that he sang too, I would play guitar too. And also with the guitar lessons I had, it just was basically doing those two things. That is what led to me right now. Really, the big jump for me was when the pandemic occurred. Mm -hmm. I had to self-quarantine through a, a medical condition that I have. And one day I sat with myself, I was playing a video game and I was thinking, what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. This video game that I'm playing is interesting and I have fun doing it, but it's not going to contribute to anything that I'm going to do years to come. It's not going to 
bring any value to my life. Mm -hmm. And I looked over to my guitar and I thought, well, here's a skill that I could build for myself and try to basically, in a way, make something of it. Because when I was 14 years old, I went to California for the first time because I have family there. And when I went to visit them, we went to the Santa Monica Pier. Mm -hmm. And immediately when I started walking there, I seen all these people either playing their instruments or doing these different things. For instance, this one person had a mirror and a block of wood, and they were using the sun to create like these different images of famous people or logos, for instance. Mm -hmm. And anyways, when I was on that pier, I was just blown away by the environment and the atmosphere of it. And I thought, how cool would it be when I got in my early 20s to play on the pier? Mm -hmm. And it would just be something that I could have made a goal, a short-term goal for myself and just go and play and enjoy my time. And so that was when I was 14 and it was only going to be like a vacation thing. And a couple years later, I thought, well, why does it have to just be a vacation? Maybe it could go to a month or two months. It's mm -hmm. something a little bit longer. And then this year, it was like, why does it only have to be a couple months? Why don't I just <laughs> live in California for a year or two, try to make a name for myself, try to get myself out there, play at local venues and maybe meet new people and make something. But the goal would still be playing on that pier. And that's the only thing I would want to achieve mainly because at least I got to do what I wanted to do for such a long time. But if anything else came out of it, or if anything happens because of accomplishing that dream, then so be it. That would be like icing on the top of the cake. Awesome. So did you eventually spend a couple years living in California then? No, currently I'm only 20. So um, I'm hoping when I graduate and earn my bachelor's next year, mm -hmm. I hope to do that by the time I hit 22. Mm -hmm. And I set right now the goal is if I nothing happens by the time I hit 25, then I'm just going to kind of move on with my life and try to find a career that would be beneficial for myself that it's just like I'm not going to spend years and years struggling and just trying to put into something that is not really working out where there's nothing really big happening. Sure. Well, I mean, music can always be a hobby. It doesn't necessarily have to be a trade-off for one or the other. No, totally. I, I totally understand it. I mean, playing guitar and always doing the things like I'm doing right now is always going to be the hobby and the interest that I'm always going to have into my thirties, forties and fifties. It's just with the energy and the hunger and strive that I have right now to go out to California and pursue that goal mm -hmm. as well as I'm still young and don't have anything to tie me down. It's just now's the time to do it. Mm -hmm. So once I get older, it's not something I wish I did it or I wish I did something differently to achieve that sure, where it's just definitely. like, once I get older, it's like either, you know, I'm playing in a local band, when I'm not working full time or doing whatever I'm doing when I'm older, but just really putting a hundred percent effort and time into that California dream. For <laughs> it is. Sure. Uh, so you did mention that you've been doing some writing with one of your friend with one of your friends. Are you doing that writing like during the quarantine and the pandemic times, or uh, was that something that was going on but not so much anymore? It's really with everything that I'm doing individually it's kind of getting in the way of focusing on those things with my friend mm -hmm. um i really don't write material for him the songs that if i do write will be mainly for me because in the future i hope to pursue a different kind of genre in music mm -hmm. um before i get into that i'll just 
continue with the question that you asked, which mm-hmm. we, him and I, basically what we do is we send all the material over text and he'll send me his songs. He'll sing like a snippet of whatever the song may be. Mm-hmm. And I'll go off whatever he tells me and I'll play guitar to his verse and his chorus. I'll send it to him and then he'll do some like editing thing that I have no idea how to do it because I'm not that <laughs> great with using technology. But sure. basically he just gives me whatever he wants me to play for his song and I just create it for him. And if there's any errors, I go back, remake, excuse me, remake it. Mm-hmm. Or just we basically just collab on whatever ideas he has for whatever album or type of path that he wants to go sure. with whatever he wants to make. Awesome. So uh, when you were kind of deciding to kind of take your steps out on your own uh, and you set up like your social media platforms to start promoting yourself that way, uh, how did you decide what kind of content that you wanted to make? And then you also mentioned the genre that you want to get into. So I assume that ties into it somehow. Yeah. So I'll tell you, like my musical influences is basically I love everything from the 1940s to the 1990s. So basically anything jazz, R&B, doo-wop, glam rock, glam metal, and lastly, the early punk rock mm-hmm. is really all the styles in music that I try to attribute my guitar playing as well as my music listening towards. Mm-hmm. Um, so the content I try to make is I try to fluctuate between doing like a jazz type of sound while I was also trying to do like a metal type of thing. And the genre that I'm referring to is basically I see far too often with people trying to bring back that glam metal sound or try to do an individual jazz and R&B sound. It's usually the same thing that happened 30 plus years ago where you're not really bringing anything new to the table and you're just kind of going back to the original roots. Mm -hmm. And I think what is lacking in the music industry today is basically like a new creative inspiration to take what was already done and make something new of it what is basically needs to be done in my opinion that people have never seen before so basically what i feel going forward and i hope to pursue is basically what i call glam or excuse me glam wop and what that means is you take the glam metal sounds, so for instance, Motley Crue and Twisted Sister. You take that in-your-face kind of metal with the leather and the makeup, but also the more attitude of culture and gentleman-like persona of doo-wop, where you basically combine both genres of music that have a culture, but then rebellious sound. and one of the songs that I recently found was Alice Cooper's Blue Turk, which is from the album School's Out. Mm-hmm. And basically in that song, he has the same kind of sound that he normally has in his other song, but he all he involves is a jazz musician into that song. And it just gives a whole different vibe and outlook to rock and roll and jazz and R&B, where I feel like if a genre was specific to that, You could basically, with some songs, if you have the singer being loud and in your face, you can bang your head to it. But then the next song could be a little bit more mellowed out where it's just you could vibe with it in a way. And I think that kind of music 
I think wouldn't necessarily be like the next big thing in the music industry, but just something where it's like you're referring back to what was so creative and so fascinating of like the 1950s and 60s, as well as the 1970s and 80s, where those 40 years are so different in music, but basically mixing them into one thing, Mm -hmm. I think would be so unique and so different. That would be so interesting to play with. Sure. And are you referring to like just the instrumentation or do you mean like incorporating the melodies and some of like the harmonies and stuff? Yeah. So I think like if you think about glam metal, there's usually four guys in the band where I think if this was something that actually turned out to be something real, I think you would need five or six people within the band because you would have like your regular singer, bass, guitar and drums. But then I think you would also need a fifth person to be your guitar player that's not rhythm or lead, but more a harmonic that backs up the singer, kind of like how doo-wop has several people singing in different harmonics where they're all singing the same thing, but one's high and one's low. I think that would be something that a third person playing an instrument such as the guitar would be most useful. And then to keep that jazz kind of sound in the back where maybe they're not so prominent in the, say a specific song mm-hmm. where you still have like a trumpet or a trombone kind of player, but then some songs may have that person be more prominent and more leading than other songs. So as you said, like being more instrumental, I think that would be more key because I think instruments is what makes music and what makes songs the singer or say the drum is just basically just keeping up with whatever the instruments are doing as well as sometimes even the instruments are backing up those specific people Mm -hmm. in a specific song awesome so that sounds like a really good objective that you're uh looking to create uh you sound like you have like an ambition that you want to achieve with that sort of uh you know different style combination um do you are you like currently in the process of looking for people to fill that bill or are you kind of waiting for school to wrap up and see if you can create it in California? Uh, what's like the the steps that you kind of idealize of how to get there? Really, I've tried to find somebody that has that kind of interest in jazz, but also metal. I've tried to go out and read it and post some things, but really nothing has caught any attention um, with that. So, I mean, hopefully by the time I hit California, I can find not just one person, but a couple of people to share that interest and willing to pursue it and push myself as well as myself pushing them. Um, it's really just the right place at the right time thing where mm-hmm. if it's meeting or something, if it's at a venue or over whatever platform I'm on, that somebody reaches out or through me trying to find somebody or just somebody messaging me, that would be the best thing. But really it's just haven't had any luck finding anybody that shares that kind of idea and drive to going forward with it. Sure. Um, Well, you did kind of do some of your plugs, uh, but is there any others uh, where people can either listen to some stuff that you put out there or uh, anywhere that people can uh, check out what you're doing? Yeah, so as of right now, I don't have a YouTube, 
But I think once I move out and get on my feet, that is when I'll start getting into YouTube just so I have better editing and lighting and just overall just quality into whatever I create. So as of right now, like I said, I don't have a YouTube, but the main thing that I'm trying to push is my TikTok, which is just simply Michael period Marie 20, and as well as my Twitter, which is the same uh, handle as well. Really, TikTok has been the best thing for me, which I don't know how like they get people to watch your videos and your content. But for some reason, that's like the biggest thing that has been happening where that's where all my views and following comes from. I try to focus on Twitter um, as well, just so because I know like there's like a bigger platform of celebrities and also just people that are using that as well. And lastly, I also have Instagram, which is just, again, the Michael period Marie 20. And just those three are really what I'm going forward with trying to push my platform as well as anything else that I'm doing. And I'll say like a funny thing that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the hostess company to follow and sponsor me. So for instance, I post every day, I'm posting a video of me playing some like little riff for 30 seconds. And I have whatever product behind me with a day number of whatever day it is of trying to get them to follow and sponsor me because <laughs> since I was a kid, I've loved Twinkies. I just, that was like my favorite thing as a kid growing up. And I just thought it would be cool. Like, it's just kind of like a joke that, I mean, I am taking it seriously. I mean, it is a serious thing. It would be awesome if something came out of it. But just doing that, I think is just something to keep myself involved and determined in accomplishing the goals that I've made for myself with trying to get the hostess company to follow and sponsor me. Awesome. That's, you know, it might seem silly, but you know, if that did happen, that would be huge. Um, so I like to give the person that I'm interviewing the last word. So like just a message you want to put out there that you kind of feel, you know, you connect with and resonate with. So what would you say? The thing I would say is to never give up on what you aspire to do and what you've dreamed of, of doing, because as I'm still young and I'm hitting my early 20s, I realize that life is uncertain and to not do what you have aspired to do in your life, you just have to really just go out and do it, not think about it, not plan on doing it, but just simply go and do it. Because I've never been big in using platforms like Twitter or Instagram before, but it was just like, you know what, I need to do it because I want to put myself out there and make a name for myself, however how big it may be by the time I hit California, so that when I do accomplish that dream, I can reflect on it when I'm older and be like, hey, I did this or I did that. And whatever happens, happens because I at least put my foot out there and tried and did my best in accomplishing my dreams.